Well, hi there. This is Joe Honeyhockey, and welcome to the Heavenly Social, where I introduce you to our heavenly brothers and sisters. Today I'm going to talk about somebody's particularly close to all of us. Uh, sorry for saying it like that. That's just how I could get away with saying somebody's. Because today, I'm not talking about one individual, but rather several billions of individuals. And that's no exaggeration. Have you ever thought about those moments when you're feeling alone or struggling with any one of the plethora of things life might throw at you and wondered, am I facing this alone? Has God left me to face this alone? If you've asked yourself this at all, then boy howdy have you tuned in to the right episode. May I introduce you to your guardian angel. And intro. For those of you who know me, you know that I am quite devoted to the angels. So naturally it follows I'd find some way to talk about them on this show. I do like the angels a lot and find the traditions surrounding them within the church to add a certain prismatic beauty to our community. Because through the interactions they've had with man, they've shown us that heaven is vibrant, alive, and full. And I don't mean full as though it's at capacity and kicking newcomers to the curb, but rather that at the time you and I are ushered through the pearly gates, we'll be met by and joined to a family on a universal scale. Here's a more tangible way of grasping just how big our family is. Guardian angels, right? The patronage of your angel is you. Each living person, regardless of whether they're baptized or not, has an angelic protector. It was reasoned by St. Thomas Aquinas that having a guardian angel is a, a gift given to us based on our rational nature and not our baptismal status. But following that each human person that has ever lived has had a guardian angel, and given that over the course of modern man's history, there have been over approximately 100 billion people, that means there are just as many guardian angels. Even more so when you consider all of the people that have yet to be born, and considering that there are no new angels, they were all created at the same time. And when you consider then that guardian angels are typically from the lowest of the nine choirs, that just being the choir of angels, we begin to grasp the incalculable number of angels. And that's one reason why I love the angels, and why I believe just knowing a little about them adds such an incredible dimension to our church. After all, we are all in service of the same Lord. While the focus of this episode will be on our guardian angels, there is a lot of overlap amongst these spiritual beings in re regard to what we know, which admittedly isn't a whole lot. But there are several things that we do know through scripture and tradition, which have been used by many very intelligent people, such as St. Jerome, St. John Chrysostom, and of course the angelic doctor himself, St. Thomas Aquinas, to speculate 
further about the angels. Uh, so through the course of the church's history, we've been given a pretty decent picture. So based on that, I have come up with a small narrative. Here it goes. In the beginning, when the creation of our world was but a thought in the mind of the Lord, he created a world of spirits to witness and marvel as the master's work was only about to begin. Then, in a dazzling display, our material world was spoken. The foundations of the earth were laid, the morning stars sang together, and the angels who bore witness cried out with joy. As the material world had been set in motion, God revealed his plans, that the angels were to minister to this new creation, in order that the Creator may be forever glorified. With these plans, God revealed another creature, man, a hybrid of spirit and matter, who would act as stewards of this created world, and the angels would minister to him as well. This angered some of the angels, who thought it ridiculous that they should serve lesser creatures. Knowing this, the Lord shared further that his very word, the Logos, through a woman would take on the nature of man, so that man might share in his divinity as they, the angels, have. And that finally, this woman, by her act of perfect, total surrender to the divine will, would be elevated to queen of the worlds of spirit and matter, commanding queenship even over they, the angels. This repulsed many angels, and under the command of Lucifer, a member of the highest hierarchy of angels, they rebelled against the Lord's wishes. From the lowest hierarchy and of the choir of the archangels, a voice cried out, Who is like God? And challenged those who would defy the divine plan. Filled with immeasurable grace, this archangel Michael rallied those angels loyal to the Lord, and they cast Lucifer and his minions out of the heavenly country. Knowing that these fallen angels would seek to destroy the material world, and especially man, God selected a great number from the choir of angels. To each one, he gave them the name of an individual from the race of man, along with the instruction, Return, my beloved, to me. And so, each of these angels tasked with the guardianship of man waited as the wheels of time spun, each rejoicing at the moment they received word that their charge was about to enter the world as it is with your guardian angel. And upon your death, your angel will lead you before the throne of the Father and testify on your behalf, saying, Lord, I present your servant who has faithfully lived for you. And upon entering into the Lord's embrace, you will encounter the beatific vision for eternity alongside your angel. As the Lord reveals the fullness of your life, you will be able to say to your angel, Hey, do you remember that? And your angel will respond with, I do, and I was praying for you through it all. Ah. In those moments where you feel down or underappreciated, just remember that you have an angel with you who has waited since the beginning of time to be with you. 
They are constant witnesses to the Lord's love for you, as indicated by Christ himself in Matthew 18, verse 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always behold the face of my Father. Alright, so what exactly do they do? Well, turning to Psalm 90, 11-12, it says, For he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. God wants you in heaven, and as it is, our world is constantly being attacked by those fallen angels. So, God gave us protectors. They cannot violate our free will, but they can and will do everything in their power to guide us along the path to God. This includes guiding us toward people who could serve to further that goal. I do enjoy the image of two guardian angels working together to get two people to meet who would be good for each other. Well, be because of this, because they're singularly dedicated to leading us to the Lord and doing all they can to reveal his will to us, I think it would suffice to say that having a relationship with our angels is a good thing. Well, how can we do this? The first thing you could do is to pray the guardian angel prayer. You know, uh, angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love entrusts me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and to guard, to rule and to guide. Amen. Uh, that's an easy and quick way to begin. Next thing you could do is uh, whenever you go to adoration or step foot in an adoration chapel, uh, you might consider asking your angel to instruct you in how you should adore Christ in the Eucharist. Looking back at what Christ said about the angels always beholding the face of the Father, it's safe to say that our angels know a thing or two about adoring the Lord. You might also ask your angel help with uh, mundane things, like staying focused or... Uh, helping to remind you of something, and especially if that something happens to be related to God. Finally, and remember this isn't like an all-inclusive list, uh, but you could ask your angel to interact with the angels of others. Remember that everybody has an angel. Let's say, for example, you may have made someone angry or may have hurt someone. Ask your angel to help tend to them. Ask your angel to plead or uh, help their angel that the heart of that person might soften and a peaceful resolution might be reached. Or let's say there's someone you're worried about or really care about and you would like them to be protected. Ask your angel to assist their angel in guarding them. That way, that person has two angels watching out for them. Uh, regardless of how you do it, developing this relationship serves to deepen the community of heaven. With that said, uh, you should not name your guardian angel. There are two reasons I'll give. The first being that there is significant power in a name, and a name denotes ownership or dominion over something. God has given all of his angels their names, 
and it is not in our place to supersede that. It's an exercise of humility to remember that while our angels serve us, they only do so because God desires it. They are greater creatures than we are. They're just superior to us in every way. So, yeah, we should keep that in mind. The second reason really is more of a word of caution. It's in our nature to name things. I mean, after all, names and labels, it helps us keep things organized and it allows us to understand our world. But to reiterate, proper names are very powerful. Proper names meaning, like, my name is Joe, and your name is whatever your name is. That's a proper name. So if you feel as though your angel is giving you such a name, be very wary as it is likely that what's giving you that name is a demon, and that that name is the name for a demon. Thus, if you were to start calling upon that name, you're giving a demon permission to act in your life. And that's just a cascade of bad. Because if you were to invite a demon into your life, there's little to nothing that your angel can really do to stop you. Because an angel cannot violate your free will. Which is why this is such a sneaky way for a demon to get into our lives. Because naming things is a weakness for us. It's a weakness we're seldom aware of. So that gives a devil really easy access. So where do we go from here? Well, I'd say, you know, some something like this. Uh, for example, when you say mom or dad, you're only addressing one person. And at the same time, only one person will respond to you saying mom or dad. The same would be true with your guardian angel. When you call upon him, all you need to say is angel or Dear angel, or my angel, Uh, you get the picture. In doing so, only one person will respond, that person being your angel. So I hope that this might inspire you to start talking with your angel more. I'm definitely sure he'd appreciate it. While I gave you the guardian angel prayer earlier, here's one by St. Gertrude that I really like a lot. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O most holy angel of God, appointed by God to be my guardian, I give you thanks for all the benefits which you have ever bestowed on me in body and in soul. I pray and glorify you that you condescended to assist me with such patient fidelity, and to defend me against all the assaults of my enemies. Blessed be the hour in which you were assigned me for my guardian, my defender, and my patron. In acknowledgement and return for all your loving ministries to me, I offer you the infinitely precious and noble heart of Jesus, and firmly purpose to obey you henceforward, and most faithfully to serve my God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. With that, I encourage you to remain strong in the faith, 
because one day, someone might just tell your story. Until next time, and outro! And under the command of Lucifer, a member of the highest I Blessed be the hour in which you were assigned me for your guardian. You know, all this talk about guardian angels is really getting me thinking about the different saints. I wonder if there's one who's had a great relationship with their guardian angel. As it happens, I think I have a gal in mind. Stay tuned and find out next time. See ya.